Hello and welcome to the NDA podcast. It's always Media Thursday with me, Justin Pierce, the editor, and me, Andy Oakes, the publisher. You don't sound very well, Andy. What's wrong? I'm not well. I've got I've got the Rona. I've got COVID. Oh my goodness. Uh I picked it up. Well, I was tested positive on the day that Mr. Johnson told us that uh we you know that all restrictions were going. So I'm loving the irony on that. We we had lunch with someone not long ago who that and then less than the next day she had covid neither of us had it i've she never did. had covid i've never had covid in fact the, you got covid from the person we both had lunch with i didn't get it no well this obviously plays into our theory that you are a vampire <laughs> and your your blood will not be infected so um and i think that's fair but yeah it's it's all right i mean i'm not i'm not dying here i'm i'm getting through no and I guess COVID doesn't really impact your buttocks, and that's one of the main worries that people have about you. Uh, we bring up on the podcast quite a lot, so buttocks safe, but the rest of you... Excellent. Let's put that out there again, and let's just add to some of the odd Twitter followers I picked up last time because of that. I'm talking about getting COVID or not in bars and restaurants. I was in the same restaurant yesterday where, where you got COVID, uh, and yesterday was good. I mean, yesterday I had three back-to-back in-person meetings with three amazing people, in Soho. So I know we got about sort of the industry being back and and Soho being back, but it does really feel like it. Yes, though, the Soho house was packed, whereas the union was packed. So I think it's good times all around. Springs on the way. Yeah, I mean, the IPA bellwether was out this week and was uh, largely positive. Uh, Pitched at the same time against rising inflation and, you know, the, the overall economic situation not looking great. So that's interesting. But from a market perspective, I mean, anecdotally, and for those of us who were allowed out this week, it, it seems that there's a lot going on. There's a lot of deals being done. There's um, a lot of people are out talking excitedly about the future rather than being a bit worried again, which is good. There, there are. I mean, we saw the um, quite amazing, I thought, our launch from S4, S4S Ventures set up by uh, Martin Sonos Company who we have on later, actually, is our special guest, uh, to invest in our tech and martech businesses. So they, I thought that was quite a huge move. Uh, fascinating. We saw this this week. I'm listening to track of what, where we are. Uh, the Activision, Activision purchased by Microsoft. Sort of one of the biggest, biggest deals done. Um, Microsoft are buying a lot, aren't they? They are buying a lot. And it looks like a general repositioning, I would suggest. Without a doubt. You know, they're definitely making... Fascinating moves. And what, again, was behind the Activision deal in large part was the metaverse. Yeah. We talk about the metaverse a lot in the, in the office this week. Uh, Tyrone and I talking about the metaverse and sort of how serious is it? And there's no doubt these these sort of moves, these sort of size of deals from the likes of Microsoft, metaverse is a thing, even though one could say that maybe it's a bit overhyped. I'm, I'm two things to pull out of that what a shame i wasn't in the office for the big meta first chat between you and tyrone um <laughs> you missing myself here that that happened um i don't know this industry has a as much as i love it has a tendency to be slightly bipolar on these things doesn't it you've got half the market going this is the best thing in the world and the half of them are the uh the cynics saying oh god it's another thing um uh, I will give you uh, blockchain as a reference for how that used, how this has worked in the past. Um, as ever, a middle way will emerge, and 
sensible things might happen in the metaverse. I've yet to see them. Definitely. Well, I mean, think back to, I was sort of compared to Second Life, which is a bit unfair, but it's, it's kind of similar, but it's just like anything. It's, yes, the existing concept was there, but the, the technology has just got bigger and better and consumer behaviour has changed so much to make it more of a, a viable, you know, viable new thing rather than just reinventing something. We, we should put a message out saying, if you want to come on and tell us why the metaverse you could do five minutes on why the metaverse is the next big thing and not just because people are interested in it, but give us proper use cases, what's going to happen, then I would be I'd be more than happy to talk to you. You're as long as I get through this, uh, this uh, people will only meet me virtually, obviously, <laughs> for, for the next five to ten days. What about, and again, another of our, some would say, tedious theme, <laughs> <laughs> back to the office and... Uh, everyone's going back to the office now. The, the rules are changing, so we all are going back. And although, yes, it is uh, discussed endlessly on this podcast and everywhere, February just feels like a, a real turning point, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, we let's let's be transparent. We're telling our teams that we'd like them to come back uh, probably three days a week it's in uh, February. So that'll be that'll be great to see everybody again. There is no doubt that the whole nature of work and working from home has changed and the people are good at it however i certainly you you know you can certainly see that people need to be around other people again um i think it's essential for 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 the growth and the uh, of of younger staff members and that they they need to be around the people who've been doing this for years and then they can see how they work it's you can't you can't get on in this in our business i don't think without being around good people no, you can't. Yesterday, met, met, yesterday, the first meeting I had was with Nikki Stoker. And we talked about exactly the same thing, how in your early years in industry, that's where you make your first connections and you start to build your network. And it was interesting yesterday when I was, went to two other meetings, uh, both in the same place, and both separate people had the same sort of conversation. Oh, have you seen her? Have you heard from him? Have you heard from her? And it's, it's about sort of your network, and that is built. Or it started in the early days of your career, and that's starts in your first few months on a job and that's definitely something that's not been happening for the last two years now definitely you can see it just on linkedin can't you the uh the minute someone mentions it'd be great to meet for a drink <laughs> yeah. uh people go mad for yes let's do that let's get out and see people so february people let's uh let's get out there you did mention earlier in the week that we should do a valentine special of this podcast yeah we are going to do a valentine special because it's a month of love coming up soon and love's important. So I don't know what we'll do, but we'll talk about love. We'll talk about, well, that's it, really. I, I pity the special guest on that week, on that episode. <laughs> so we're now going to, our, our sort of, I was going to say regular segments, but it only happened once. But it's regular from now on when we bring in one of the team in Blue Star Communications, which is the PR agency that, uh, it's owned by Blue Shark Group, which owns NDA, just to give us a sort of rundown on what's been happening in the news. So, so here's Jenny. Uh, Jenny, thanks for joining us. You're going to take us through a bit of what's been happening in the news over the last week. So, what's been going on? Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. What an honour. I feel like uh, Greg Wallace when he goes inside the factory. Very exciting. 
Um, so, yeah, we've seen a lot of uh, news this week. So we've seen um, Microsoft have announced um, a massive deal for um, Activision, Activision Blizzard. Wow, that was a hard word to get out. Um, so yeah, that's a game developer that owns, um, you know, the old favourites like Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and um, my personal favourite, the iconic Candy Crush as well. Um, You're not a Call of Duty girl. Oh, sorry. You're not a Call of Duty girl? No, not quite, No. <laughs> No, I played it once and I got all stressed out because I kept running out of special grenades. <laughs> that sounds like something we should discuss at a later date, but please please go on with the news. Absolutely. We'll discuss that later. Uh, more news. Um, so the IK Bellwether report came out yesterday for a Q4 2021. Uh, we've seen a lot of um, reaction pieces published. Um, ad spend decreased slightly, but on the whole, still on the way up, which is great. Recovering well from the pandemic, we can see. Um, and then today we've also seen that uh, TikTok is testing a paid subscription model, so providing content creators to make uh, more money, which is good for them, I guess. Yeah. That is interesting, isn't it? And you do mm. wonder how that will play amongst the younger demographic who use TikTok, or whether I suppose that's their their way of saying, right, well, let's let's try and attract an older demographic to the who will who don't necessarily just want to watch fights and um, dances, which is my experience of a lot of tiktok that is all i think of tiktok as well fight yeah. <laughs> good old fights and dances no um, yeah definitely i agree with that i think um especially for younger people that'll be quite a quite a change well jenny thank you so much that's in the news this week and as you mentioned the ipa bellwether reaction stories of which there are lots so we've got a few of those on nba so we're gonna have a look later today so jenny thank you so much for joining us Thank you for having me. It's been stunning. Excellent. It has been stunning having you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, Andy, that was a run of the news. It has been dominated by good news by PA and obviously the huge Microsoft Activision deal. Uh, now, we always have a special guest dropping into the, I don't know to say studio, sort of dropping into our, into our home. I guess at the moment. Sounds like sounds like uh, Martin Sorrell's actually in our house. Yeah, and if we say that, it sounds like we live in the same house. Which so yeah, well you you give the game away, but that's what but saying. But that is our special guest, so Martin Sorrell. Uh, he's joining us any second now. We'll have a chat about sort of his view on. I guess his view all the things that we talk about, like back to the office and all that sort of stuff. Again, the tedious themes we keep bringing up. Anyway, ah, here he is now, so Martin. Hi, thank you for joining us on our podcast today. So Andy and I talk a lot about Back to the Office, about the industry resetting itself after the pandemic. Uh, and I know you, you said you had a recent in-person breakfast meeting. So I wanted to get your thoughts on is the industry going back to sort of pre-pandemic working practices? Well, so the, the, the place we had it was empty. I think the, in a, it was pretty big and there were probably only about two, two, two tables or three tables that were were occupied. Um so, so we're, we're not back to it. I see, see the Prime Minister today uh, uh, announced that on January the 26th we'll be drawing. I, I, for the life of me, I have to say this, uh, for the life of me, I can't understand why we won't be required to, to have masks in public places. I mean, I, I, I just think that's uh, extraordinary. But anyway, uh, you know, we welcome, obviously, the increased economic activity of people Back, back in the office. But look, life is not going to go back to where it was. And I have to tell you that over the last couple of years, um, 
I wouldn't say I've enjoyed it, but, but I found it uh, really interesting and become much more flexible in work habits. So I think, we're, you know, we're planning our company on the basis of three days a week. I see uh, there are some experiments taking place now of people reducing people's work week to four, four days a week on the basis that they maintain 100, 80, 100. So they get paid the same amount for four days on the understanding that they maintain productivity. And I think, you know, what we've seen is maintain productivity uh, during COVID. I would say in latter months that it's become a bit wearing for some of our people. And there has been noticeably some concern about lack of engagement uh, in the office. But we're planning our floor prints now for, you know, we've disgorged leases. Now we're taking back back leases um, and we're building a lot of flexibility in. We, we build in sort of three-year lease patterns, if possible, uh, with the option to get out if we've um, grown uh, outgrown the premises. Uh, we built in uh, a, an allowance for about 60% of the floor plate that we had before on the basis we think people are going to be in the office three days a week. Somebody you know, said to me, Monday is the is the new Sunday, uh, somebody in a, a restaurant I went to. I mean, I think we will have more flexible working habits around Mondays and Fridays. And I think that's to be welcomed. I think um, there's an argument to say that people will feel better about their work and therefore more productive if they have more flexibility, particularly if they've got young kids, who have got families, and they want to see more of them instead of uh, you know, traveling needlessly. I mean, I, I've cut down my travel i think i'm much more selective about my travel than i than i used to be and that's better for for the people inside the company it's better probably for me uh physically family wise and and everything so um i i would say that the the, the good the good news about the pandemic is that if there is any is it it's enabled people to reassess what they're doing how they're doing it where they're doing it you see that you know, with these debates around the great resignation and what people are doing and not doing. We, you know, we, I, I think the pandemic has made people reassess, it's made clients reassess what they're doing. So we're seeing more disruption, which is great from our point of view because we're a disruptor. Uh, we're seeing more disruption in the marketing industry and we're seeing more disruption amongst people. People are looking more carefully at what they do and who they do it with. And that's why these areas of purpose and uh, branding and dealing with uh, all your stakeholders in a in a in a, in a long term way. I, I mean, I have to add that you know I think all the stuff around stakeholders gets a bit too complicated. I think if you say you're in business for the long term, you sir, you 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 deal with all the issues. I mean, if your if your your basic approach is to build your brand, company, services, business, or whatever for the long term. You're not going to do anything that offends uh, or distresses any of your stakeholders, certainly in the short term. Uh, so you want to do it on a long-term basis and for the long term. And I, I think we overcomplicate it, frankly. Uh, if you just said, you, if you just adjusted Milton Friedman you know, to maximize profits in the long term, not just maximize profits, you solve all the problems without you know, adding all the complications that come with it. Same thing applies to climate change. You know, if you are worried uh, about uh, the health of your business and company and people for the long term, obviously you're going to do something as much as you possibly can around climate change, around diversity, equity, inclusion, around the pandemic, around everything. So, 
So I, I think we just overcomplicate things. You mentioned climate change. There's obviously a huge amount of work going on to reduce the advertising industry's impact. It's carbon yeah. footprint. How 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 well do you think? That's good. Well, we, you know, we, we've committed to doing it to be net zero by 24 with, you know, with, by dealing with, our, with carbon offsets. Um, and we've, got, we've, we've done it faster than we thought. And that's because of the pandemic, because you know, our, our basic carbon emissions are around travel and offices. And you know, by disgorging offices and by stopping travel, by not traveling as much, obviously, we we get to our target. Are we doing enough? Uh, probably. You never can do enough. Uh, we're not moving fast enough. Uh, I was listening to some of the Davos speeches, the virtual Davos speeches today, which I, I, you know, I have to say, I thought the presentations, you know, could have been enlivened a bit. I, uh, you know, talking heads um, without, you know, interactive communication. I think, you know, we, one of the things we specialize in is uh, experiential stuff. Um, and I think you know there's a lot that can be done. You know, we talked about the metaverse earlier, uh, before, and you know the metaverse is going to enable us to to enliven some of these virtual encounters. In in instead of just having a talking head um, talking to you um, for for long long periods of time. But in any event, I you know I just I just think that um, these these the different the the, the pandemic really has been an accelerator for digital transformation. And it's been an accelerator, I think, in uh, accelerating under, underlying trends around working working habits as well. I mean, the, the trend to working from home more flexible working, we have three models at S4. We have the, the sort of classic agency model, outsourced. We have the embedded model where we actually put people on our client premises like we do for Google, for example, in Mountain View. And last but not least, we do in-housing. If we think it's in the interest of the clients to in-house, which in many cases around 24-7 always on digital marketing it is, we, we'll do it. So, you know, I think pandemic has been, again, looking for positives. And there are very few, but looking for positives, uh, I think that's been one of the positives. What do you think, I guess I'll ask you really on that in terms of the impact of these massive changes on the advertising industries? heartland at least in london which is charlotte street and soho and that's where a lot of the deals were done that's where a lot of the the creative inspiration came from i'd say do you have any worries that that's oh do you do you do you do sound like an old fart don't you? <laughs> thank you <laughs> you're well you're making it you're making it, i mean you're, you're you're putting on those road sending spectacles i'll oh, come on life has changed it's like it's like you know the bbc and and, and dare I say, you know, the monarchy as well. I mean, you know, life life has changed. We we have to move on. We can't we can't look with rose tinted spectacles at the passing all this stuff about Charlotte Street and everything. I mean, it, the, the industry has changed radically. Just go back to last year, where we think probably the industry was about seven hundred and fifty billion, and digital was sixty percent of that. So. Let's call it 425, 450. And I gave you the numbers, you know, Google at 215. Uh, Facebook, despite all the meta, despite all the pressure, probably around 115. And Amazon at 35. And between the three of them, they have more than 50% of the market. Now, this came as a, you know, a mirabile dictu, I think is what it probably, as the, the, to the FT. I remember one journalist rang up and said, what do you think about that? And, you know, we've been sitting on that for ages. 
So there's nothing nothing new. No, the business has changed. So waxing lyrical about L'Etoile in Charlotte Street or whatever, uh, yeah. you know, or what was it, the White Tower, you know, yeah. duck and, yeah. and peas at the White Tower. <laughs> I mean, those days have gone. Right. That's a shame, on I think. The, on, no, it is not a shame. No, it, no, it's <laughs> okay. what's known as pro- progress. So, you know, the, we, we see it as the three areas of uh, content, data and analytics, and digital media and tech services. So it's it's a very different business. I mean, it's um, – so I, I think get with it. <laughs> <laughs> I love being trying to get with it, Marcus Martin. Sorry. <laughs> so let, let's end this uh, guest presentation. I mean, I, how, how, how old are you, Justin? Oh, wow. I mean, I'm – Okay, so I'm verging on 70, 77. <laughs> you should be telling me, not me the other way around. Exactly. Well, let, let's end this uh, podcast special guest appearance. We can't uh, let you go without quickly mentioning S4 Ventures, which is obviously a massive, right. massive piece of news this year, uh, this week. So why did you launch it in the first place? You know, what led you to it? Well, S4 is, is about services uh, and it's about mature businesses. Uh, we have 7,500, more than that, uh, digital experts uh, digital natives uh, in 33 countries. We have a lot of knowledge. We've seen what we've done with Epic and the Unreal Engine, what we're doing with the metaverse. Uh, I just think that all our people really understand some of the things that are going on, not everything, but tech, and that we're in a very good position not to put uh, S4 Capital's capital at work in a, in a venture fund. We won't do that. If we want to invest as individuals, we will do. But to to use our knowledge to advise uh, we've hired a, a really superb female fund manager, uh, actually used to work uh, with me and Scott Spirit at uh, WPP, and uh, she she was responsible for uh, a lot of the investing at WPP and the partnerships at WPP in the tech area, and uh, immensely capable woman, and um, she'll she'll be in investing the portfolio along with some some uh, a good team. Uh, but what we will be doing is advising her and her colleagues on on where we think there are opportunities. I mean, she'll make the decisions. We'll be on an advisory board. And, uh, all our key people will will be uh, developing thoughts and ideas. But it's really using our IP, if you like, to uh, to direct early stage investment. We don't do that at S4. We never will. We're part of the services there. Our mission is to create the new advertising and marketing services model and disrupt the old. It's not to bet on one technology as opposed to another. It's about really understanding the whole digital ecosystem. So there are about 20 companies, the six big platforms, three three west, three east, the big software companies, uh, the, the big hardware companies. It's the platforms, the hardware and software companies that we follow, all of them, and how they ebb and they flow. But we think we can use that knowledge very effectively from an invest, early stage investment point of view. Fantastic. Well, Mr. Martin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. thank you. Good, good. Hope that was a help. That's some great stuff there from Sir Martin. And I think my, my highlight from that was an industry titan uh, referring to you as um, an old an old fart, Justin. I think <laughs> I think it's only fair that you do get uh, a right of reply on that. No. Yeah, that's quite, I, I do... Fine talking to Mr. Martin, always, honestly, such an enjoyable experience. And being insulted by him can be added to that list of enjoyable experiences. He's great. Uh, always great to hear what he says. What he says does really matter. Uh, so I guess this brings us to the end of this week's podcast. 
So, Andy, I'll see you next week. We'll see, we won't see any of you in person, but we'll be back so you can listen to us the week after next. So we're going to do this every couple of weeks, sometimes every week. It depends. There's no, there's no actual sort of... Because it's um, always Media Thursday. Exactly. So we don't need, need to be here. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Goodbye, and we will see you sometime very soon. It's goodbye from me, and it is goodbye from me. Have fun.